0: Welcome to the second episode of Open Source Craft. The world runs on open source, so we talk to the people who shaped the world. I'm Greg Pollack, and I'm here with Ian Thomas. He's a full-time Android developer, frequent speaker, Code for Orlando advocate. He focuses his efforts on front-end design and application architecture, and strives to help others excel at both. Thank you for joining me. Awesome. Does that sound accurate?
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think you picked that up off of uh, something.
0: Yeah, I, I might have stolen that. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, so I've been an Android developer since uh, the 1.6 release um, which is a long time ago. feels like not that long ago but um, so I work at Highwinds now as a lead Android developer and basically uh, I try to spend as much of my time as I can in the community working on things. Um, so you mentioned Code for Orlando, that's a great one. Uh, that's a good one for the city and I get to meet and work with a lot of people that I wouldn't otherwise have a chance to, and it's, it's almost like open source in person. Um, it's a pretty good parallel, I think, uh, and for, for good causes. That's great. So.
0: And I have to ask, um, so I think some people know you as Toxic Bakery? Yes. What is it, what what, <laughs> where did that come from?
1: So my, uh, my friend from Panama City, um, I, I, I finished high school in Panama City and I met several people that all live here now in Orlando. So we like all just migrated together. Um, Alex Denton, Aaron Denton, um, and then Sean um, is, was my roommate for a while. And so we started a company together, me and Sean. And uh, basically we wanted to build Android apps. And so you kind of need like a company name, otherwise you gotta like put your personal name on there and that gets weird. So we were like, what's something that sounds cool? And we're like, well, we like bakeries. <laughs> who doesn't like bakeries and, uh, and then you can make it edgy by putting toxic in front of it? So that's my stupid AOL screen name, I guess because <laughs> that was like the name of
0: the first company.
1: Yep oh. So I just kind of stuck with it. Um, okay. I mean, it sounds all right. I guess I could probably come up with another stupid
0: name, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well that makes sense now yep. um, so do you, know, do you have any open-source stories? You said you that somebody
1: yeah, so Rizwali is an open source project that I worked on for um, quite a long time now. Uh, o- almost when I started Android development, I started working on Rizwali. And yeah. what that came from is that I, when I got my G1 and it had the cool flip out and everything and everybody wanted to build apps for it, um, one of the early features was live wallpapers when they released the 2.1 operating system. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh my God, yes, we can recreate windows on this, make live wallpapers for everything, this is great. Um, and some of the really cool ones were in 3D. So mm. that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know anything about 3D, so I went and found you know, on Google the first 3D thing I could that wasn't Unity, and uh, that was Rajwali. So the funny story for that, is that uh, this year, well, I guess 2016 now, um, I went to the Google Developers Conference here in Orlando. And somebody had traveled from out of town to speak at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was on Project Tango, which is a device from Google for doing like advanced positioning um, you know, in hand. So like, indoor GPS is a good explanation for it. Um, and they wanted to render on screen uh, like basically what they would mapped out with the camera. So if you can imagine walking down a hallway and the tablet is recreating the hallway in front of you in a 3D environment so that you could later then go back through the hallway, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And he happened to be using Rizuali because Rizuali was the only pure Java answer and it didn't require Unity or any licensing or anything. So he, I literally went to this talk and he was teaching me how to use something I'd built, which was just really... Full circle, amazing. Like uh, I know that when you get like your first paycheck, you're just like, "Oh my god, I made it!" And like you know, uh, like I got married recently, and that was amazing. And then th- this is one of those moments. <laughs> 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 so uh, I think my wife will be angry that that was. i say the wedding was better.
0: Um, you know. that was, well, that's that's awesome to get recognized like that. So, so you found Rajwali. It was a way to do OpenGL yep. on and the, on the Android platform yes and um, how did you get sucked into to building the project so just being <coughs> such a big part of the community there
1: yeah um, when I started helping out it was very small um, there's maybe a few dozen classes at best uh, just a few thousand lines of code and the person who started it his name is Dennis and he worked at a company that just needed a simple 3D renderer for some project they were working on. Hmm. So he was like, oh, I'll just make an open source one. And then, you know, like most open source projects, you assume you're just gonna make it and then it sits there indefinitely and nothing ever happens. And you just <laughs> kind of forget about it. And that was the end of the story. Well, that's uh, what usually happens. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's 99 out of 100. Um, but I started using it, several other people started using it. Um, we obviously found issues with it because I mean he had made it for one specific purpose, and then we changed a bunch of stuff, realized that that kind of sucked, and then we changed a bunch of stuff, and you know it started that iterative cycle, and so we're still doing that. <laughs> um, one day maybe we'll finish. Probably not. Nice. So it
0: just kind of grew from that. That's great. Um, so I talked briefly to a Jared Wolston, yep. are you familiar? Um, And he said, Ian's greatest contribution to Rajwali and from many others others of his projects uh, I've seen stems from his, at times, relentless goal of reducing code bases. (laughs) A good example of this is compare his contribution chart with mine. I'm the leader in additions while he's the leader in removals, all of them useful. And thankfully, GitHub has stats. I think I have that stat where it's like... Oh no, I missed it. But it was like over a hundred thousand like lines removed. <laughs> it was pretty big. Um, so tell tell me about that, and sort maybe your philosophy about removing code. Yeah. Um, so I think.
1: I think when you when you start a when you start like a job or um, you know anything new in your life, like you have an expectation of what what you're gonna be in that, right? Um, like the wedding is a good example. You know, like I had an expectation of who I was gonna be when I was married. Um, and I think that in all the projects, I seem to always be the person that becomes like the architectural person of like, all right, no, 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 no let's plan this. <laughs> and, uh, and the way that Rajwali started, you know, it was haphazard, and which was expected. And then we kind of like, you know, duct tape stuff on there and then we made it way worse. And so um, I think Jared's giving me a little too much credit here because he does a lot of this too, but... Uh, I'm more focused on like you know is this usable? Like, can somebody actually, you know, come in use this and can they change it um, in a way that makes sense? Because if, if you can't do that, then why would you expect anybody to use what you wrote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so I'm always really focused on that, and I'm really focused on you know the, the bigger pieces, not just making the software. Like how is the software built? How mm-hmm. how do you pull it into your projects? Those kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he mentioned that you embrace object-oriented design and abstraction to their extreme.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Uh, take I'm going to quote that on my next uh,
0: you know, <laughs> job at the, interview. At the steer bio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing that he mentioned, uh, to be honest, the biggest thing I have to thank him for is as a networking peer. I was hired at the company I work for in no small part due to a good word by him and him even suggesting I apply in the first place.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: so Jared is an
1: interesting person, like most developers. He got his degree in aerospace and then uh, somehow immediately decided to be a developer. Um, It's kind of a big switch from designing airplanes to, you know, making computers work. But uh, I think he had a background in electrical engineering. And so he kind of already knew programming from programming, uh, you know, embedded boards and stuff. And so he just kind of built up from there and actually met him through Rajwali and uh, yeah, he needed a job, so I was like, well, you're a solid dev. I'd work with you, and started working remote. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and that was at my previous job. He's still, he's still there,
0: though. Cool. So, uh, How is it, I, I wonder, in your own sort of career path, how has open source played a role? Quite a lot. Um, Say more about that.
1: So, obviously, I met Jared. I got him a job, but I actually got that job there with Rizuali as well um, as one of my examples of, of things that I do. Um, in my own personal time, which I really think is how I got the job um, so, so stepping back. I worked for a government contractor at the time and I, I Hated it. <laughs> it's like the worst. <laughs> I, was, I was doing AS3 development, which is flash um, Everybody loves flash uh, I'm gonna mm. just throw it out that AS3 is one of the best things I've ever worked in but that <laughs> aside flash is terrible so I wanted out, I really wanted to be a professional Android developer. Um, I mean, I've been doing it on the side for a few years at that point. And so I found a job opening in Orlando and I applied. Turns out it was literally across the street, so, oh <laughs> like goodness, from where sure. I worked. Okay. So uh, I go over for the interview um, and, and basically I don't have any professional Android experience. And they want somebody that can work solo on Android and there's not going to be anybody to help me. So that's a big ask to be like i don't have any professional experience so all i had was my github and so i pulled up all the projects i had i already had them on my phone and i'm showing them to them explaining mm-hmm. you know this is why it's good this is why i made it um, and these are the problems it solves and they were just static that you know i had personally done all these things in my own free time mm-hmm. and uh, they, they hired me like on the spot right there so wow so i got to quit the job i hated purely because I uh, spend all my time on GitHub, I guess.
0: That is so cool to hear that, like, really you wouldn't have got hired if you wouldn't have been able to show that you had this code and you've been working yep. on it in your spare time. That's Yeah, I think it would have been difficult to, to get the job. That's awesome. And um, after we do this interview part, we're going to jump on and do a show and tell yeah. and get onto your... Laptop, love to see the a little bit of, maybe even Android Studio. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen like a professional in Android Studio okay. showing what it looks like. Um, and then maybe see Rajwali in action. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that, so stay tuned. Um, but from here, um, what all you've worked on a bunch of different projects. Yes. So besides Rajwali, what are some notables that you've worked on?
1: Um. So, Rajwali is probably what I would say uh, the most complex that I've worked on. Um, I've worked on lots of little things, like uh, examples that I've made for um, talks that I've given. Um, there's a new meetup in town called Learn Android Orlando. Uh, and that one's kind of like, like, meetups are more like high-level talks, whereas this one is like trying to like, you know, we're all going to complete a project together. And so I'm doing a project for that and I just have endless, you know, meetup related projects. That's, but
0: so, I, that's so smart. You mind if I say something? Um, yeah. I, you know, when I started running the Ruby users group here, um, I kind of felt like I should be doing like an intro to Ruby or Rails like every six months. Like someone needed to talk on that, yeah. just as a way for people to enter the community. Yeah. There's yeah. a need for that, um, so that's cool to hear. There's a meetup all around just learning. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, and, and, as, and on the learning aspect, I mean, I, I'd probably have a repo for every major Android release. Like, here's the new features. Um, mm-hmm. I think I haven't done one for seven yet, but those features aren't as exciting, so that's that's probably why. So
0: and why did you? Um, is there a reason you put those together? Just for your own sake, or just so oh, other for, people? For, for um,
1: oh, for giving talks, giving talks for at the local Android meetup here. So, ah. um, but otherwise, notably, I think the only one that I've made that's popular is my ViewPager one. And on Android, ViewPager is when you have like multiple views and you can like swipe between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can animate that, uh, that transition between the views. And there's a bunch of animations all over the web uh, for different things, like making it look like a cube that's spinning, or making it like rotate onto the screen, whatever. Uh, so I got tired of looking them up, so I just made a library that has all of them. Um, so I went <laughs> and found as many of the animations as I could. Uh, surprisingly, some people added some other ones. And, uh, and I've never had to write another vPager animation since then. Um, mm. And despite being almost like glorified copy-pasting, it's, um, <laughs> it's the most popular thing I've done, so.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. But I, I think that's probably more common than we realize, that like, pop- some popular open source projects are just somebody taking the best practices from here, the code from here. Putting it together like they saw that one time, and they yeah. come up with a new project, and it might get popular.
1: Yeah, um, in fact, that that specific project I think got me my interview at Google, uh, which I failed miserably, like almost everybody else does. But um, <laughs> explaining to the, cause, you know, they have they have somebody call you, and then you do like a like a phone screen interview, and then then you go on site. So in the phone screen interview, he asked me about you know what. Are you working on any cool projects? And so I told him that one, and I was like, Well, yeah, you're, the way you guys handle animations is unfortunate because if you apply an animation, and then it's like in progress, if you replace that animation with another one, you can have like leftovers from the previous animation. So it might be like partially rotated. And now you want to do a cube thing, and so you get this crazy view that's all messed up. So that was one of the things I fixed in the library is that it like resets all of the animation values for you, mm-hmm. so you can just go, you know. Flip to another one and not worry about what's going on, nice. um, but he was really into it. He was like, "Oh, that's a great idea," you know. Like, so uh, he really liked me. The other interviewers did not like me at
0: all. Aww. So it
1: went downhill from there. But it was, it was exciting for a moment. I got the free trip to California. So
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, um, so let's let's dive into Rajwali. I guess like that seems to be like your sort of biggest sort of yeah. project. Um, We covered a lot of these questions. We know what problem it solves. Um, maybe what are the alternatives to using the software?
1: OK. Um, so touching on the problem it solves, to, to summarize that, yeah. is that 3D and Android, um, Rizuale gives you a pure Java solution to that, mm. um, which is important because when you look at things like Unity, which is an alternative, um, you have to bring in their IDE. You have to bring in everything that they have. Uh, you're also not in control of it. Um, not that Unity's like bad software, but like if you had a problem, like how do you? You just hope that somebody else has asked the question or that somebody can help you answer the question. Whereas if you have all the source, you know there it is. Like you can go find it. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that was really, I think, one of the founding goals for Wally was to you know keep it small and simple
0: and available. Mm, that's, that's awesome. And what have you loved the most about the project, or like what part of working on it do you most enjoy?
1: I, I really think that the, well I like that it got me a job, that was really awesome. <laughs> um, but like the, the actual working on it is that um, 3D rendering is really hard, um, mm. I, I'm not the smartest person in the room. and I had to do lots of reading from people that knew what they were talking about to try to understand some of the concepts. And I would like to say that I understand them now, but I don't. Um, which I, I think that's, that's something more people should openly admit for the, you know, the whole imposter syndrome thing. But, but going through that and reading those things and, and learning what I don't know I think was really valuable and it, it taught me the questions that I should ask and it taught me the value of, you know, uh, expanding your network so that you can meet those people, right? Because one day you might need them, and then kind of like how it worked out with Jared, like Mm -hmm. I ended up needing somebody like that on my team, so we hired him. Mm. Um, Because he had a different skill set than me, and I wouldn't have found him or found out that he had the different skill set than me if I hadn't have done those things.
0: Yeah, So. that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, What do you feel like could be better about the project that would make it even more successful or like, um, more abstractions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
1: just you just keep adding interfaces until, <laughs> like you should probably do some real programming eventually, but just interfaces. Um, no, I, I think that, uh, I, I think there's a lot of things that could be improved. Uh, things like marketing, if we wanted to make it something bigger than it is. Um, we definitely need developers. Uh, it would be really awesome if there was a corporate sponsor, um, which we've kind of had off and on a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the library will do like ninety-five percent of what somebody needs, and they convince their boss to you know pay somebody to work on it a little bit. Um, things like that. More more of those things would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it's I guess you'd summarize that as commitment. Like we just need people to to commit to it.
0: Mm. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Is there any form of governance for the project? Because I know with some big open source, you know, software, they've got people in certain seats, and they got to go to the mailing list to get blah blah. Like, is, is there anything like that? Oh yeah, I hate those. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how much software I deal with at work that uh, it's like you have to go to eight different places and to find the information and you don't know why they made any of the decisions because it's all over the place. Um, so we're guilty of that too, um, but hopefully to a much smaller scale. We, we really try to keep everything on GitHub. Um, we created a Slack group recently, but that was more just so that we could talk more quickly. Mm-hmm. All the important issues and uh, and features get documented in GitHub issues. Um, okay. and, and we originally tried using the GitHub wiki, mm-hmm. and I think like almost everybody found out that seems like a great idea until like that just kind of crashes and burns because you just you can't the, the wiki is always going to be out of date with whatever you're working on right mm-hmm. and uh, if you go back in time it doesn't go back in time with you so you know um, we've, we've definitely moved away from that so it's just uh md docs and uh and github issues
0: okay and how do you decide like what features to build in the next release
1: um through, through the issues uh, okay I, I guess I didn't or answer the organizational standpoint. So we do have an org for Rizwally, Um mm-hmm. and we like we own the domain name, and uh, it's me, Jared, and a few other people that have contributed heavily in the past. But there, there's not really any kind of like special title with that. I guess like mm-hmm. we just happen to be those people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, anybody could you know join if they wanted to. So uh, it, I guess it, it's really just if you're
0: going to do the work, then you know you want to, go for it so if you want to build a feature into the next release please do it yeah sort of thing yeah <laughs> okay yeah
1: we'd be happy to talk about it and you know make sure that these are all good ideas and architecturally you know we should be doing it but so you have um, kind of a
0: discussion so I assume yeah. somebody wants to build something before they do it they have a discussion about it
1: most often um, but we have gotten you know stray PR's Full and uh, and and we've pulled in quite a few of them so I mean Um, It's nothing strict. I mean contributions are paramount and I don't want to shut people down and nobody else does either.
0: Okay. Nice. Um, Speaking more generally, is there anything in the open source community that really bothers you?
1: Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I could probably make a list. I can't wait for some of my friends to watch this because they're going to die. Build instructions. It's so, so frequent that you come to a project and it's probably a project that you're you're not an expert on. Like, I work in Android, so if I see an Android project, I don't need build instructions. But when I go, like, open your Ruby project or your whatever node, you know, I don't know, I don't want to know, and I don't want to read for, like, eight hours to figure out, you know, the thing I was supposed to know. Just put it in the readme. Like, copy-paste it. Like, that's what I do. I, I have, like, a template of you know, here's what you need to do to build this. And I just paste it into the MD of all my projects okay? so that I I can say it fairly, you know, that please document how to build your project. I don't want to figure it out. Nobody else does either. So <laughs> um, I, I think that's the biggest one that just irks me because it, it happens so frequently.
0: Oh, my gosh. What
1: else? Jeez. Um, uh, so... I think it kind of stems from that. Uh, Things that I see a lot of are just bad development practices. Um, So for me, open source is, uh, it's like an image of me, right, like online. So when when somebody reads my code, I want them to have like an impression of me that, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, this is somebody that, that takes the time to do it right. Now, I'm sure I've written tons of bad code. We all have, um, mm-hmm. but things like just putting documentation on your methods and on your classes and writing the readme to actually say something. And when you have important features that might be confusing you know, to, to try to write out a validation of why you came to that solution, um, mm-hmm. which maybe was the right solution for you but not the right solution for somebody else. You know, All that stuff is just really, really great for conveying your ideas and purposes. And, and unfortunately, you see a lot of probably great projects that don't go anywhere because you don't know why anything does anything, and you're not really sure how anything works. So, mm-hmm. um, past that, I would probably say tests. You don't really see see a lot of projects that lack those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. I don't know where the balance is. You know, I have a lot of those little tiny projects that aren't really you know meant to be continued. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't put as much time into those, but anything I expect anybody else might possibly make use of, I, I try to put effort into it.
0: That's great. Um, is there anything you'd love to see somebody build in the open source community? You know,
1: I, I was trying to think of like what that would be and
0: just better things, better code.
1: Yeah, I, I think instead of building something new, like just go fix your stuff, like write <laughs> your building. Yeah, yeah, just stop for a minute, go back, and then and then we can all progress forward, right? So, um, I I think we've reached a point where not everything that can be written has been written, mm-hmm. um, but there's there's already tons of good ideas out there, mm-hmm. and not that we don't need new ideas, but like mm-hmm. let's work on what we have. Some too it would be would be great. And, and there are, of course, you know, those people in the community that are just, uh, you know, way up high on, you know, just going beyond minimum. Um, in the Android world, we have people like Jake Wharton, who's extremely involved in the community and, and spends a great amount of his time, like, giving back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, he's in a fortunate position that he can do that at his job. But uh, I, I think we could all learn something from him, to you know, to just give back and you know that that would be the best contribution anybody can make. That's awesome, in my opinion. But you know, yeah. do what you want.
0: <laughs> I think that's great. Um, well, I think that's good. Uh, thank you for joining us yeah. on Open Source Craft. If you're watching, you can stay into f- stay tuned for our show and tell part of the show. Um, I definitely want to see what you think is a good build instruction. What does that look like? Maybe oh, we can boy. find one. Um, <laughs> I, w- I won't make you code one live, um, <laughs> and um, So we're gonna plug into his computer, take a look at some of this stuff, uh, maybe his development environment, some of the websites that we talked about on the show. And um, you can find that video over on codepop.com, unless you're watching. And if you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes. We have some exciting interviews lined up for the next few weeks. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, And lastly, if you wanna watch us record these videos live, check out the website. We have a live schedule um, and hopefully, You can check us out there and watch us live and maybe contribute. And let us know if you like this, if you want to see more of these shows, if you want to see certain people interviewed, let us know that too. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for watching.